Oh, okay, let's get to this. I haven't I haven't done this in a while. Welcome back to the Dash Podcast. This is episode number 50, and it's a really special episode, even though they all are. But this one is, is special because it's also the one-year anniversary of the podcast. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I, I decided to release the Dash Podcast on February 3rd, which happens to be my birthday. I'm not one to celebrate um, birthdays very much, but um, I do like to celebrate things that are significant. And the point of this podcast is to provide you with challenging, meaningful, significant conversation on how to make the pain in your life a platform for purpose. And so today I have a guest with me who I have known since I was a sophomore in high school and probably actually before that in different schools growing up in South Bend, Indiana. We both attended Clay High School and played football on the same team. Um, and somehow, some way, didn't really talk. I think even on Facebook, it was about five years between times that we have had interactions but Laquan Lunford um, found a way to circle back around in my life and, and myself to his and this summer we created a video that um, a lot of people have seen now as a matter of fact in um, Bridging the Gap that we shot in Atlanta so I'm excited to introduce Laquan Lunford who is a, a producer, a director, um, a film aficionado if you will <laughs> has all kinds of short films and things of that nature man how you doing today? Man, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be on the podcast. Uh, so I'm the first one of the new year, huh? First one. First one. And and, and I told you a little bit, we're looking to do it um, quite different in, in year number two, you know, um, with things changing and evolving and, and trying to grow. The podcast is going to be released in seasons this time around. And so season number one is going to be set up for success. And you will definitely be featured on that one as well. Um, or, or might be. I guess we've got some time to talk about that, too. But that'll be coming up soon. And, um, you know, trying to trying to make the process worthwhile. So, yeah. Well, or how, how did you get started on your journey? I've always kind of wanted to do what I'm doing now, which is film and stuff. But uh, prior to doing that full time and pursuing that as a career, I was a college athlete. I wrestled for 10 years and then transferred to Purdue and I was trying to do the thing there, you know, the whole wrestling thing. And at the same time when I was in a position to start wrestling, I also kind of was in a position to um, pursue film full time. Mm. I was in a position to go out the country, the way that I do things and like how much time and energy I like to put into stuff. I couldn't take six weeks out of training mm. to, uh, you know, go have fun and go on vacation. I just would hate myself. And anytime I lost or anytime I wasn't where I wanted to be, I would think about that six those six weeks that I wasted. I was like, you know, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and I felt like my time was up, you know, being an athlete. So I made that transition into film and it kinda, you know, I was doing good work while I was a student. Like I was um, you know, getting qualified and being competent, becoming a competent worker, but as far as like making anything great, it wasn't really happening or looking like it was heading that way found a job and you know a career path that would pay the bills and my wife got a job in indiana so we kind of hung out there and so like i really took a like gap year mm -hmm. fresh out of college unintentionally and i didn't know it was a gap year until it was over and i think it was real important too um for a lot of reasons because i just had a lot of time to think mm -hmm. and i had a lot of time to want to do something 
And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. Like, a lot, I feel like if you take a gap year, you tell yourself, oh, yeah. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it was kind of like I was telling myself I was going to do something for a year, but nothing got done. Right. And then, you know, fast forward a year and I end up in Atlanta um, where I knew, you know, I could do the work that I wanted to do. Very little real work under my belt, but, you mm. know, I had a couple connections. And uh, I mean, doing video work. So video okay. work is like uh, corporate events, um, sometimes like filming a wedding or like filming a concert. Yeah. And not like Lil Wayne or nothing, like people you don't know. <laughs> like, you know, somebody who has like 60 followers on Instagram. Mm. Mm. Doing that for a couple of reasons. One, because I would always rather make money doing something that I want to do. Right. And two, I know that if anything, it's going to be a builder for my portfolio. Right. I'm going to get better every time I do it. And it's going to put my name out there in the city that I don't know. <clears throat> uh, and one thing that I learned doing that, even though a lot of times I was underpaid, um, you sometimes just got to be, you got to be out there. But the yeah. conversation we had, you kind of got to get in the game. Like, you, you don't really know what you're doing wrong or what you're doing right until you're doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a great point. That's a great point. Like, you know, I, I learned how to price my music videos off of doing so many music videos. Yeah. You know, the point I was like, seventy-five dollars ain't enough. You know, mm-hmm. two hundred. Like, and then you get better, so then you do more work for your craft, and it takes longer to perfect your craft. And so it's like, oh, five hundred dollars really ain't cutting it. Like for the hours that I'm putting in. Yeah. You know. Well, and, and it's you. You said it. You use the word craft. That's the that's the thing, and I think it's it's hard for a lot of people to grasp that piece because you get to you get to a point in your craft or your art whatever profession that you choose when it gets when it gets easier to stay than it is to move forward um the quote that i've been seeing a lot today do the thing have the power by ralph waldo emerson it's the things that are easy to do or easier not to do as easy as it is for me to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and go to the gym it's easier for me to hit the snooze button is as easy it is for me to say no i'm not gonna buy a pack of oreo cookies it it might be easier to buy them you know so it's easier to say no to a gig at first that isn't paying because it's not worth it but if you do the thing if you go do the job and do the work you'll have the power that comes with that for me i shoot I've given, or I gave like 75 speaking engagements for free before I got my first paid one. Um, and that, I, I sent the email to every single school in the state of South Carolina, every single college in South Carolina, three times to three different departments and didn't get a single response back. You know, you have to be willing to do certain things if you're going to make it in your craft um, in, in different ways. So what did you, and, and what, what's special about your story, I think, and, and having chances to sit down and talk with you one-on-one. Um, that, number one, this might be uh, interesting for you being that we're having an interview and you're introverted. Um, but tell, talk to me about being an introvert um, and, and as you will, will say, a, a deep introvert you know, <laughs> to a place that, that you will spend a lot of time alone and have to actually schedule time with people, um, if, if, that, if that makes sense. Um, because I think that is... a, a I don't know if it's a lot of people. I don't know. I'm an extroverted person. I test extrovert off the charts. I do enjoy my alone time and keep it, but I'm a talker and I do it all day. So d- d- how, how does that work, being 
a, a successful entrepreneur and an introvert, or a successful filmmaker and an introvert. Hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I don't even. I can't say nothing else besides it's hard because I think identifying yourself as an introvert to begin with is hard. Mm. Because and um, you know, being an athlete, being a student, having a job, like all those things, for the most part, require you to be around people. Yeah. And so. Um, you know, you got people who, who do stuff and you got people who don't get stuff done. And I like to think of myself as one of those people who, you know, get stuff done and do what I got to do. So I didn't realize all throughout my college career until like my senior year, I'm not tired, I'm drained. Mm. Those are two completely different things. When you're with people? Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, because it's not even always just... I mean, it's levels, you know what I mean? But it's all draining me. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I didn't know the difference between being drained and being tired. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, being on this, on this campus with 40,000 people <laughs> and going to this class and having a small talk, which I honestly hate. Right. You know, if I'm not genuinely excited to see you, I really, you know, but you can't do that with money online. You can't do that, you know, just to be right. polite sometimes. Yeah. So when it when it when it's something like film that's not a necessity, um, or it's an art form, or you have a film that you're trying to pitch in a city like Atlanta where you never really know who's who. Right. You have to always kind of have that on, and you also have to uh, take care of yourself. Mm. That's something I really learned to do this past year because I remember my first networking event and kind of like talked about like, you know, you have to talk to people and I was scared and um, and it was like, you know, just say something, just say anything. And I, that was helpful for me, but it still didn't help me as it stands to like going into a new city. Like, because mm. those were familiar faces and I was nervous. Right. Um, and out here, I just, um, I think one, I knew I needed to. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew bills had to be paid. I knew my situation wasn't sustainable. You know, I knew I wanted to get closer. So it was kind of like one of those, you know, get over things. But then going back to saying, taking care of myself. Um, Something that I recently found out, me not being prepared hmm. is one thing that really like kind of triggers me and throws me into like a, a anxiety yeah. about like being around people. Like if hmm. I know I'm going to a networking event and there's going to be 200 people there, I'm fine with that. Yeah. If I know there's going to be 50 people there, I'm fine with that. But if I think there's going to be 50 people there and there's 200 people there, hmm. That's that's like you wow. know, and I went to like a it was a Christmas party, and I thought it was gonna be a little kickback, and it was like a hundred people there, and I wanted to go to this thing. This wasn't work. This was supposed to be fun, but mentally, I like said, okay, let me gather my energy together. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, how much energy am I gonna have to exude? Mm. Um, and so I think for me personally, it's just a lot of preparation. Uh, Men then also, mental I preparation. Oh, go ahead. Men yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I went to a gig, this, or not a gig. I went to something this past weekend, and my friend was here, and um, I didn't really realize that, like, I was aware that I do this, but 
if I'm, if I'm finna go to the club, if I'm finna go, you know, meet a lot of, lot of people, I typically end up getting by myself and I just start like taking deep breaths. Hmm. I take a lot of deep breaths and I talk to myself a lot. I talk to myself about like my film ideas. I talk to myself about any any creative thing that I feel like I might need somebody else. I talk to myself about right. it um, as if I'm pitching it, and I think it prepares me because I I loathe small talk, mm. um, and I think that's just like one piece of being an introvert. How did you how how did you see your you, you mentioned triggers? You know that mm-hmm. that's so key. We we you have blind spots as a human being. And there's parts about yourself that you can't see. So, I mean, obviously you've been to enough engagements to realize that, hey, when I don't know who's supposed to be there, I don't feel right. So you, you do proactive things to counteract those triggers. What, what do you do? What, what are your triggers, number one? What other things have you identified as an introvert or in success, I guess? Um, and what, what habits do you put in place to counteract that so if you end up showing up if you expect 50 and there's 200 how do you how do you cope with that or set yourself up or prepare honestly it's been times where I just walked out mm. I, I regather myself and uh, yeah I'm like okay well where's the bathroom at like <laughs> I need five minutes to regather myself mm. um, and I don't know what that looked like for everybody a lot of times I might just be scrolling social media like breathing and like I don't know, just kind of like accepting that there's going to be people here. Yeah. Accepting that I have to talk to these people. Yeah. I'm, it's it's interesting, you know, it's almost even weird to think about because that's not, being introverted isn't even something that I think about on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, and meeting people. I mean, people, I don't either. Really? No, I don't. And honestly, I probably, if I wasn't married, I probably wouldn't know. Hmm. Um, Your wife tells you because she's an extrovert. Well, no, we just kind of stumbled upon it. It was like a Facebook post. Okay. Um, and it was like how to love an introvert, how to love an extrovert. And we was kind of like looking. It was like ten points or something, and eight points on the other one. And I was like, I like all of these things. And that was like <laughs> my first little hand. And then it was like another like weird social media post. Hmm. And uh, she was like, Oh, you like this stuff? And it was like a bunch of like weird things that happen around the house. I was like, yeah, all of these look great. She's like, these are things. It was like a list of like top ten things people who hate people would love. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I'm all about this. You know what I mean? But you met me. Like, I get so excited to meet you. So it's like, yeah, you know, it's just. I think a lot of it is about my expectations. Um, mm. But no, like, I don't. I don't think about it. Yeah. But um, the past year or two years, I've just been kind of improved myself. And I think it's important that you observe yourself. Yeah. Uh, whether you want to be an athlete or an artist or whatever, like I seen somebody say, you know, the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is they know themselves. Mm. Yeah. You know, when I was a, when I was wrestling, um, you know, I knew I was fast. Right. And I capitalized on that, and then everybody else knew I was fast. You know, I knew I was strong, but I was only going to be so strong because of mm. weight class and like based on my body fat percentage, I can only, you know, do so much and gain so much weight. So, you know, you gotta I got strengths. Strengthen your strengths. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I can't eat pork while the other person, he can eat whatever he wants. He gonna make weight and it's gonna be easy. So you gotta know yourself. You gotta mm. know your strengths and your weaknesses. And what? so, um, 
Go, what kind of work do you put in on yourself? You know, and, and talking about that and preparing yourself. What? How do you train yourself? You've been working on yourself the last year. How have you been? How you been in the gym? How you been? How you been shooting? Um, taking care of myself mentally is one. Um, like definitely. So, like I said, I'm an introvert. But when my wife was out the country for a year, I didn't realize how much human contact I needed. Mm. Um, I didn't realize how easy it was and to slip into depression. Let's pause there for a second. That's a, a bad place to pause as you go into a depression. You said your wife was gone for a year. Your wife was in South Africa, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. D- doing what? She's in the Peace Corps. Okay, that's just that's just a real cool tidbit. We can <laughs> we could time in back there. Go go ahead. You said it's easy to fall into a depression. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, I mean, studies tell you like you know, older people like when they're alone, they tend to their health decays. You need human interaction. Um, but me being a person who eighty percent of the time I'm actually thrilled to be alone. You know. The other twenty percent will sneak up on you, hmm. and um, and I kind of, kind of knew that before she left. Yeah. But when she was gone, and you don't have a built-in human interaction, mm-hmm. you know. And I was freelancing that year, so I didn't have a nine-to-five. Yeah. And you know, so when I do work with people, I don't really know them all the time, so we really ain't got to talk about. Them. And so it was um. Yeah, it was it was a big growth moment for me because I was like, okay, you need to make sure that you see people mm. because if you like, it got to a point where like I was like, oh snap, I'm like really depressed. Like I'm not just sad and mopey. Like I'm depressed. Like I wasn't getting out the bed. Yeah, and I was like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm sleeping, and I'm like getting enough sleep, but I'm always tired. Mm. So I, like, and so um, and I think that probably was like the first real point of me like taking care of myself I started meditating um, and I had like real bad anxiety too because I was like going through like financial stuff you know being an artist like so my anxiety was just real bad mm-hmm. I enjoyed being alone but then occasionally that other 20% I'm just like extra lonely and uh, <laughs> so it's just like really like observing like okay I feel yeah. sad why do I feel sad I haven't talked to people today am I eating crappy food mm-hmm. so then I started like eating better too um, and then it's just like, okay, well, you know, I'm eating good. Am I getting enough sleep? You know, yeah. freelance, you don't always have enough time to get enough sleep. So right. really just, just observing myself and like how I react. Like somebody made me mad. Why am I mad? Mm-hmm. Asking the right questions. Am I mad because I'm sleep deprived? Or was he just being a jerk? Yeah. You know what I mean? The right pieces added up to get me to, to snap. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So um, all of that, you know, mm-hmm. and so you know, keeping that into account. And then I guess I kind of felt it. And I think that made it a little bit easier too for me to go to these things because, um, you know, being an introvert. And like another thing, I feel like my limit is five people. Hmm. If it's like strangers, anything five and below, I'm pretty fine. Right. I like that doing Uber because I was doing Uber. And like, I would just talk up a storm. And I, <laughs> I think that was helping too. One on ones, I'm good. Two, three, four, five. Once you get past five people, I'm right. out. I kind of start to show away, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, all of that was just me kind of observing myself and just really 
like looking at every detail on why I do what I do. Why mm-hmm. does this bother? Mm-hmm. Um, That's big. You spend enough time alone to get there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I, I think all of that is important in being successful because, um, you know, and that's just one part, you know, is then yeah. energy. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I don't let people, like, I got so big on people not ruining my energy and, like, like negativity. I remember I was on Facebook the other day. I was like, dang, I deleted them? I was like, why? I was like, it was cool. Like, we didn't have no issues. Right. Like, it must have been, uh, you know what I mean? Just right. like, I don't allow a lot of negativity around me. I try not mm. to keep it. Mm. Um, That's good. Yeah. I like, like it. I, I'll go ahead. Yeah. I won't even, I won't even stay at, you know, jobs for too long. If the energy, I, I just don't. I check you can't, man. Door. I you, try to anyway. You, you have to. I, you you have to go. I mean, there's there's certain stuff. I mean, myself. I I just I drama. I I can't do drama. You know, if you come to me with dramatics, I'm either not gonna respond or I'm not gonna respond well. And that is my whole my whole character and demeanor changes when you bring drama to me because I don't I don't like it and I don't want it. Um, and I you know you talked about expectation and really setting yourself up, not letting people tear you down your energies. Um, I, Tony Robbins. I was listening to his tapes around probably about a year and a half ago 18 months ago maybe um, and he talked about the hour of power or 30 minutes to thrive and stuff like that every morning when you wake up setting your expectation for the day and doing the routines that, that set you on track to really win the day and focus on, on, on winning and not letting nobody tear you down so I've been doing that for about a you know at least a year um, setting up a routine I wake up if I if I need to be to work at seven or if I got my first appointment at seven, I wake up, you know, an hour or two hours early so I can go through my whole little routine and, and meditate and pray, read my Bible, hit the snooze button, whatever it is I, I, I think is necessary for that day. And it's I don't waver from there because I'm I know what I'm grateful for, I know what to be mindful of, you know, I know what's gonna trigger me or what's gonna set me off and and counterbalance myself. Um and even when I'm, when you when you center yourself so often and you understand yourself so well, you know when you're about to blow up. Um, I was playing basketball. I think I told you. I called you. You called me, and I told you about this. I got humbled when I was playing basketball. I I never played basketball this bad in my life, man. I couldn't dribble the ball, couldn't pass the ball, couldn't shoot the ball, couldn't catch the ball, and I just wanted to yell. I just wanted to cut somebody out because I was competitive, but I didn't. I was like, man, Trey, you just you just don't got it tonight. You just suck, and that happens. You deserve to take this L, but that doesn't mean you you do anything crazy. You just you just take this L and keep it moving. So I left after like three games. <laughs> Um, but that's that, that's that's important, you know. Those steps that you take, and you mentioned principles too. One of the books we've talked about is The Alchemist um, with Paulo Coelho. What are I, I think that there's? I heard somebody say fifteen. I heard somebody say seven. I think you need three to five principles that guide you in your life, and and maybe even less, um, in order to be successful. And and there's a lot of terms for success according to whoever, um, but what um, Earl Nightingale says, success is the person that's constantly driving towards a worthy ideal. That's the school teacher who is a teacher because he wants to be a teacher. That's the filmmaker who's making films because he wants to make films. Success is the continual realization of your worthy 
dream? Um, what principles do you follow in your life that make bring you success? Um, I think one of them is always striving to be happy. Like, I don't know. I, you know, I've been dabbling at Bitcoin and all of this stuff. And I just, I think about like, what would happen, you know, if I hit it big and I, I don't see myself not trying to make a movie. Mm. Like, I don't see that changing. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do, whether money matter or not. Right. So I put I, I put my energy into that. Mm. Um, yeah, I just one big principle is I just try not to do what I don't like to do. Yeah. Um, and not to say like, oh, I'm not. You do what you love. There. Yeah, but like, like if I don't like that, I'm not going to do it. Um, and, and I think that's even for jobs that don't really have nothing to do with what I'm doing, but just trying to make ends meet. Hmm. Like, I've had jobs that I hated, but at a point, like, I can, as Laquan, work this job. Not to say a job is beneath me. Right. But the way the boss treats me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all circumstantial, because sometimes you just got to deal with the boss. <laughs> yeah. You know, but even within that, it's like, okay, until this point, until whatever... So this is a means to an end. So I just always try to, you know, oh, this job. And I think that's how I keep my sanity, too. I'm like, oh, this is a very crappy job. But I think <laughs> I got to pay rent. Right. So in three months, I shouldn't be here. Mm. I'm not going to not be working. But whatever it takes to have a better job, whether it pays more in the same circumstances or it pays the same with better circumstances. Yeah. Whatever it is, I can't, and that goes back to protecting my energy. So I guess the energy mm. is another thing. It's all really, like protecting my energy is probably like one yeah. of my biggest things. So, okay. yeah, my it's energy. like Happiness like, and like, energy, yeah. Like a job that I have, like the job I got now, I knew from day one, I was like, all right, y'all got, I said y'all got two years max. Mm-hmm. Not and, even a month and I said 18 months. And you transitioned from freelancing and being on your own to working with a company, um, it, t- talk about that a little bit too. Like, cause you said that's that's part of that's part of knowing your path and being on a path and journey is that hey, you know, I have this vision and that path. That doesn't. This is a. It's a. It's this is important because it's an entrepreneurial boom right now, and everybody I mean, wants to yeah, work for themselves. Yeah, yeah. But so, so um, we talked about the alchemist, right? Yeah. Um, for anybody who's read it, I'm at the I'm at the uh, crystal maker. I'm right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what yeah. I meant. So it's yeah. kind of like... Yeah, you're right there learning. I, and what I was trying plan. to do and when the work that I was doing and the capacity that I was doing was actually taking off. Hmm. But the path and the journey that I'm trying to get to, I don't know if I could have did it under those circumstances. Yeah. For example, like... um This past, the, the busy season, I made like a lot of money. Um, but I wasn't always doing the highest level of work. So mm. my pay wasn't always good, but overall at the end of the month, my pay was good. You know what I mean? Like if I look yeah. back at that whole chunk of time, it was, it was that three, four months, it was a good chunk of change that I made, but the amount of work that I had to do, you know, yeah. I was like getting three to five hours of sleep 
and that was like like six hours I, I remember it was so bad I was like man I got six hours of sleep last night mm. Mm. and you know but everybody is like that you yeah. know what I mean because it's a small community and everybody was like that and it was it wasn't exactly what I was trying to do it wasn't my films it wasn't even always film and so and I'm taking everything right I'm freelancing so now it's like okay it's all you position over here no no it's all it's all you that's it it's when you when you freelancing that's that's it you know the busy season and the dry season go ahead yeah yeah <clears throat> you, I mean you gotta kind of be like you know was that the grasshopper and the rabbit or the ant you gotta store up for the winter right because you know I was talking to some folks and I got in and and, I, and that also helped too because it was right before the slow season was about to start and so I was like yeah this is a good time to get out you know what I mean yeah but um yeah, it, 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 it's a breath of fresh, it's a breath of fresh air. It's an opportunity to learn some new stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I do go back out, um, I'm more qualified. Yeah. So that's less days I got to work, and that's kind of always been my thing. I want to make the most money with the least effort because mm-hmm. I think people think you getting, you know, you getting paid for work. You know, you getting paid seven twenty five. You getting paid, you know, eighteen dollars an hour. But really, they paying you for your life. Yeah. That's what they paying yeah. you for. Bob Proctor said the um, the worst exchange that you can make in the world is time for money. Um, and we have to get out of that game as fast as possible um, and being able to, to exchange other things for money. Your time is the most valuable thing in the world and you can never ever get it back. Yesterday is gone, tomorrow never comes. All you have is right now. So what you're able to do with that time, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, and I think the value... In Germany, I think like 90% of people, and I might be exaggerating a little bit, um, but like 90% of people coming out of college or high school go into an apprenticeship before they become a professional. And, they're, they're, you know, there's so many ways in our world today that you can be creative with what an apprenticeship is or a mentor is or a path is. You know, and, and you, your, your apprenticeship may come in the form of a job that's giving you exactly the skills that you need to have. My time at the governor's school, that was an absolute platform for me to work with the next generation that's coming through the ranks in Generation Z and meet people throughout the state that, one, have impact now that I'm in a political space and also people that I can talk to now um, that are just present in the city. So um, that that's pretty important. Um, I, I got one more question for you, Laquan. Why why is this the path that you've chosen? Why is this your legend? Man, um, it's just, it's always been there, you know? I can't think of a time where I didn't think about movies. Hmm. Like, even today, like, I, everything that I do is kind of like about movies. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I mean... I don't know, like, I remember being a kid, and like, you know, your parents say, take take the uh, chicken out the freezer. I'm like, bet. And I just wouldn't. And not because I was watching TV, because I wasn't allowed to watch TV throughout the week. But I would just be daydreaming. Like, I would make movies. And even, it happened to me the other day. I feel like, like, like something happens and I just see everything. Like, I'm in a world, and it's just like, I just want to be able to bring it to life. And now I'm, I can, like I'm grown, like there's no reason that I can't. Yeah. But, you know, 
it's, that's just always been. Yeah. And I think, you know. You're doing what you I love. Was, whether I was pursuing film or whether I was a janitor or whether I was a chef, I still think that would happen. Mm. Just be like something that I would talk about casually. Yeah. And it'd be crazy if instead of, yeah, this is what I'm going to make happen. And I think, you know, that's why I do it because I just feel like it's a part of me. And I don't know. I, I think I'm very quiet. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think through film, as I've been like just looking at some of the ideas, I, I mean, I think it is an expression. I don't think I say a lot most times. Mm-hmm. Like even here, like you getting a lot out of me, but that's because I've been yes. thinking about this for a long time. <laughs> you and you like, ask for time to prepare for it. Yeah, that's important. You know, more times than not, if something if something affects me emotionally, I'm probably gonna have a real analysis about how I felt like four days later. Right. Right. Like, oh, that was scary. I'm like, no, nah, actually, you know, that was like, you know what I mean? Like, I could really process it. Mm-hmm. Like, I really sit down and think about it. And so, um, film is kind of like that. You can't just like you can just make a film, but you can't really just make a film that right. don't exist. If you had to put it in 10 words or less, what would you say? Why well, I do what I do? Yeah. Because um, I couldn't imagine doing nothing else. Mm, that's that's a good one. That's real good. I, I know I've enjoyed um, I've enjoyed working with you on, on both projects, one down there in Atlanta and one up in Indiana. Um, can you tell, t- t- before, we, before we do sign off, first off, tell everybody where we can find you at. Um, and talk a little bit what can we expect from what the upcoming project that we did together um, for the dash and whatnot and um, yeah just a little bit about that if, 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 if anything if anything uh, so you want me to talk about the dash project or the, what the, I got coming up or? The, the dash project do both do do the project that we're working on and anything that you're working on and where we can find you at um so as far as the dash project um excuse me that was pretty cool um, and I always like talking to you too because I feel like it helps me refocus it's weird because you know the whole purpose is like help people you know who feel like they can't mm. or feel like they need something else but I don't feel like I need that I feel like you know me reaching out to you is me kind of on my journey already Right. but even in that I still find so much value and making these visuals and you know editing it I like doing it just so I can keep hearing it mm. Mm. Um, and so that's fair um, you know I think and we had this conversation I've always kind of wanted to do some type of speaking or whatever but I just feel like my my craft and everything ain't that and I feel like I get to take the best parts of like these conversations mm. And, and the put them out. Of, you know the, the things that we do, and make it into something that people can see and digest in a minute on a lunch break. You know, mm. um, make it digestible and repeatable. And I think what we got coming out is going to be the difference between somebody pursuing their dreams and not. Mm. It's the difference wow. between somebody changing their life and not, and it's going to be accessible. And it's going to be a gateway to everything else that you got going on. So I'm excited about it. Shoot, you about to put me in tears, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. 
Good, um, man. That's that, that's exciting. That's exciting. I, I'm glad you feel that, and you're you're able to bring a lot out of me as a director and producer of these these small projects. For now, um, you know, you you ask the questions that get me to say the thing. You know, because oftentimes I'm I'm not prepared with what to say or don't know what I want to say or should say, um, but need the question from someone that's going to ask it. Um, to be able to make that happen. Is there any other projects that you're working on that we should know about? Too many, honestly. Uh, what do I want to try to be looking out for? I got a notebook. Hmm. Hold on, give me one second. Let me look there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember right, right there. Uh, <laughs> That's all you need. Uh, it's called New Stories and New Stories. It's going to be a series of stories. Um, various artists and um creatives, collectors, and then any other weird folks I find in the world who doing something that I think is dope mm. or different or um, just kind of a story that I feel like needs to be told. Um, you can find me on Instagram at nu.productions, new productions, that's nu.productions. Um, but yeah, that's that's like the one thing that I know is going to happen in a timely fashion. Uh, it's a lot of stuff in the air. Mm. Um, I got a documentary that I'm working on, but I'm still trying to get funding for that. <laughs> I know that's gonna, I know that's gonna happen. Um, yeah. I'm actually shooting for that tomorrow. Okay. So, um. Yeah, we gotta get you on that. Hey man, I, I was just I was just about to say you can't you can't leave your boy out. Come, let me get a little just let me get a little cameo or I mean, something. I mean, we got enough stuff where I can just throw something together. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, shoot. Well, we've done we've done um, a project in Atlanta. We've done some in Indiana. We got to bring it on out to Hartsville next time. Yeah. Um, you know what? That probably would make it all come. That bring a bring a full circle, man. That's a nice little trilogy. You know, that's a, a nice little triangle of markets as well. Um, so hopefully we can scale those but Laquan man thank you so much for talking to me talking to us it's always a great time when we've got someone here on the Dash Podcast I hope you enjoyed this episode and you take the time to go look for Laquan Lumford on Instagram and Facebook what's your ad again? Productions. alright there we have it thank you for tuning in to the Dash stay tuned for Setup for Success the first season of 2018 this is the dash.